Studios here in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to another edition of the Other Kind of Radio, the Other Kind Talk Radio. Uh, today is Tuesday. No, it is. Today is Friday, March twentieth, twenty twenty. I love the way my brain works sometimes. And this is episode eighty-one. Uh, for those of you just joining us, the Other Kind of Radio is a weekly podcast in which Todd and Jeff ping pong around all things pop culture and deliver it to you. The kind listener. That's you. The yeah, I'm talking to you with that headphones on or playing it on your phone in a public space and everybody's staring at you. You, hearing my voice, are the kind listener. And we're glad you're here. Uh, returning kind listeners, welcome back to the program. We hope you are safe and practicing social distancing. Um, I was introduced to social distancing uh, at a rather, rel- relatively young age. Uh, when I would go and talk with my friends and they would interrupt me and say, we just need you to take a couple steps back, Jeff, give us some space. First time listeners are congratulated on finding us among the plethora of podcasts out there. Uh, Todd and I are glad you are glad you're here. We are. I promise. I stumbled over the words, but I promise we are glad you're here. <clears throat> Excuse me. We encourage all of our listeners to like, subscribe, The Other Kind Radio. By doing so, you're helping feed the algorithm that keeps the podcast universe spinning and our show in its gravitational pull. Uh, This week on The Other Kind Radio is going to be a little different format than we're used to. Obviously, with everything that's going on um, with COVID-19, coronavirus, uh, Todd and I are going to run a little unscripted today. (laughs) Like that's any different than any <laughs> any other show, uh, but we're going to run a little un- unscripted. Um, we're going to forego Jeff's judgment on Todd's take on, and just kind of go through some updates. It's been several weeks since we've talked to you, the kind listener, and we want to kind of get you up to date. And then we're going to kind of talk about um, what's going on, how pop culture is being affected by the coronavirus, and maybe uh, towards the end there, give you some suggestions on how to. Um, uh, keep up the social, uh, portion of your life, uh, even if it's being distanced. And then also, of course, we're going to throw in some suggestions on how to pass your time. So with all that being said, let's welcome my podcast partner. He's in the dungeon of his house suffering, excuse me, from a little, uh, back issue, but let's go ahead and bring him on now. He is a Family generator, movie maker, guitar, and drum player, book author, dive bar, boombox founder, and all around a renaissance man, live from his studio in the great state of Texas, let's welcome Todd. What's that? Shouldn't we send the kids home? Oh, those, that wasn't the kids. Oh, that's the whole audience. Yeah, that's, oh, we, we, we recorded them all doing that, but just so you don't feel left out. Did I, did I ever tell you social distancing was the name of my new wave band in the 80s <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry there's there's such an old thing between you steve and another former member of the talk radio family where uh-huh. you got a whiteboard with band names on it and i i every time i oh, ever yeah. think of a weird little term i think of that board and i just can't help myself it's something and I, I don't know how we all got started on it it wasn't like we actually got together one day and said we're going to just think of band names but right. um to this day somebody be like oh yeah uh, you know uh found jump jumper cable in my pants and i'd be like oh, that's a <laughs> that's a good band name <laughs> and a painful thing to find yes but- exactly but yes, uh, social distancing. That is, I'm getting a little bit of a new order, yes. a, a little of, of the dead Kennedys. Um, and then I'll throw in my own weirdness of the, of the dead milkman. And, and you to- know, however, when we hit it big, people said that we were actually sellouts because the name was too corporate. So, right. It well, was too obvious. Well, and that we're, we're, we practice in, in this band now that we've jumped the band talk. Uh, in this band, we do what senators should do. 
and we put patches of all of our sponsors on our shirts, you know, when we perform so we can see that we got some money from Doritos. I put them on my jumper cables. I'm just pissed because Steve got the, the Trojan condom money and they didn't give that to me because of sizing issues. Anyhow, uh, Todd, it's been a couple weeks since we've talked. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I am laying out. Let's yes. That was a horrible joke. Um, so, so let's get the kind listener updated. Um, it's been several weeks, obviously, uh, partially due to my travel schedule and everything. Um, how have the, the, the last couple of weeks progressed for you? Cause from what I'm hearing, you are been, been very busy. I, you know, this whole coronavirus thing is, it, it's weird, you know, and I know, you know, those with the boys in the house trying to explain, explain this to a kid. Right. Um, we started off what's now two weeks ago, taking my daughter on her first and probably biggest college visit up to the great state of Colorado. And the whole thing starts kind of crumbling from beneath us as we're there and they start canceling all the meetings. Then finally, because we'd all driven so far, they still had the meetings, but we all have to be about five feet from each other while we talk. And it's a weird time. And, you know, and how do you, how do you explain that to that kid? So that happens. And then as I come home and work for a, a very large and in, in the digital media version, uh, sorry, digital, digital media department of a large company. There's my words, Todd. Good job. And a lot of now, now what's happening for 10,000 employees is funneling directly through me and to the point that they're all, a lot of resources are having to be thrown to me to, to do it. So the weird thing is I was telling Jeff and pre-pro, my days are literally wake up, get online and start working at 7:30. And last night I didn't quit working until 10 PM. And it's not, you know, poor pitiful me. It's just the way this world is suddenly that what I can provide to this company becomes crucial. So for me, it, it, this, this, it's this weird thing. If I sit in this, as you called it, the dungeon, because I have decided to kill my back again. Um, and I sit here for 15 hours a day, roughly and talk to people. I don't know. And do all the stuff. So it's weird. I was telling my wife, I said, the weird thing is, is I feel very connected because I'm talking to so many people. I'm doing so much. And, you know, and that's one of the reasons when we started talking today, how do we talk about what, what this is? Yeah. It was, that was exactly it. Talk. Right. So, you know, I, I think that Jeff, I, I, I don't know how to say it for the people up there that are, either isolated that are losing jobs, all this, all I can say is please just take care of yourself. Yeah. You know, that's all we can all do at this time. So I don't want to get too serious. I don't want to get too somber with that, but that, that is the truth. I think we all feel that right now. I I think we do too. Uh, And you and I worked for, um, (laughs) to run the risk of bringing it down a little bit more, but just to put some perspective for the kind listener. And that's the thing we want you, the listener that's listening right now to, we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some shenanigans. You know, first of all, I'm going to stumble over words. I'm going to play the wrong cue. So that's coming up. But Todd and I worked for the same company during September 11th. And um, not since then <clears throat> has something um, like this kind of generated some some similar feelings. Um, and, and it's a weird time. It's It's a weird time to uh, kind of see some images that that pop culture films and and stories uh and songs have depicted and talked about you know uh in the realm of well this is just something that you know would never happen and now and now part of it is but i echo your your sentiments in 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 the sense that you know for all those listeners that that tune in and and listen to the show first of all thank you and then you know stay strong stay safe and um you know, this, this will pass. I'm not saying that we're not going to have some difficult days, but, uh, you know, things, things are going to get better. Um, you mentioned, you know, having, can, can I toss something yeah, in there real quick ahead. that you made me think of that, uh, it is so similar to nine 11 and, and my 17 year old all the time asks me, is this my nine 11? And, you know, mm. it'll be the smallest of things that I think that any teenager like that, here's that thing of, we all live through, significant shifts that that mark from that point on yeah. how you perceive the world and we're 
we're in the middle of one. We're in the middle yeah. of what this is affecting the entire world. They don't get that yet. You hear the kids going to beaches and going on spring break and not yeah. paying attention. God knows what they're doing there and spreading germs. Um, it It's an odd time, but I think what you said is so true. This will pass. Yeah. Things may look different on the other side of it, but this will pass. Right. And you mentioned having the conversation with the young ones as far as trying to explain what was going on. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, Catherine and I had kind of a pre-production meeting, if you will, and what we'd say. And so we got the boys together and uh, I looked at them and I said, <clears throat> boys, you're getting older now, you know, starting to become young adults. And, you know, there's some things you need to know about. And when a man loves a woman very, very much. When a man. Right. They'll lay together and the man takes his, and Catherine was like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) (laughs) That is not the talk we're having right now. So I even messed that up. Can you keep going? I was kind of enjoying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boom. Yeah. So, um, so let's, uh, I'll give my update real quick. I'm sorry. I I missed that note. Um, So again, this was all kind of snuck up. Um, I was in Baltimore for nine days. Um, and in that breath, I want to send a shout out to Melissa and to Blake, the executive chef. Uh, when you're in a town like Baltimore for nine days, um, with the, the, the first instances of this type of stuff happening, um, I started making sure that I just kind of did a regular routine. I worked out of my hotel room. I pretty much went to the same restaurants. Um, but this is before it had really, really kind of come to light. So we did that um, and then came back and, and um, it's just been, it's been busy. My industry is, is slowing down because my industry is based on large groups of people getting together. Um, but it's been busy trying to reassure and, and come up with alternative plans and solutions to meet the customer's needs. Um, so that was, you know, it was an interesting couple of weeks and then just trying to get synced up with you. And it broke my heart when I heard you guys were in, uh, Denver and having, you know, trying to just being on the, being on the road with that stuff going on, I got a small taste of it, but it's, um, I mentioned the executive chef, um, Blake, he was scheduled to be in Baltimore for 30 days. And once I got back into town and everything had kind of broken loose, I, I texted him and he's still up there. The hotel yeah. has closed the uh, hotel bar restaurant, if you will. And so I'm trying to figure out like what he's doing to, you know, get, get food and everything else. Uh, I, I can't imagine it's and then the, the people coming back and standing in line for six hours to get tested. I just um, having been part of that travel community for, for, 20 years I'm very thankful that I got home but my heart goes out to those people that are having to stand in line and and deal with a lot of uncertainty when it comes to some of this stuff and and as you know like I said I travel for many many years so for me when a flight's delayed or something happens that's unexpected I'm I'm I roll with it I'm like okay this happens but I really feel for those that are maybe not as as traveled as as some of us and you know what they're going through their head when they're trying to just get home. Yeah. I mean, our experience that we, we were taking a long spring break. We were going to drive it. We had uh, the way that my daughter found the school was going on a trip to see a concert up at Red Rocks, the, the famous amphitheater. And we decided, Hey, let's drive it again. I hate car trips, by the way. Don't tell my wife that, but I hate them. Um, God, I just cannot stand being in a car that long. Anyway, do you have to drive so you can bear it? Is that like your only waited to get through it or do you prefer to be a co-captain i know my wife doesn't listen to this podcast so i feel real <laughs> safe in saying this i she terrifies me when she drives <laughs> and it's i i am not a hey a woman drivers this it is that my wife the further every mile she goes she becomes more aggressive right and by the end of it she has literally got an army marching behind her of people she's going to slaughter <laughs> so it's just like oh god so i tend to drive most of it yeah but um you know Driving up there was was such a vastly different trip than the way back. Right, the, the visit cut short. You begin to see these things, but I, 
I, I, I would feel remiss if I didn't tell you one little story from this trip, if you don't mind. Absolutely. We, we're coming home. And as we do, I, I've got a group of dads here that, you know, I've met through various things, either my daughter meeting somebody or through my wife and my daughter's connection with Girl Scouts. It's just a bunch of people that have become friends in this community. They're all good guys. Right. And they start text change, you know, and I, I'm not usually a text chain kind of person. I don't really get into a lot of that stuff, but educate they me. Start, I don't know what that is. A text chain, meaning you've got eight to nine people on it and you've got eight to nine people just blasting comments in a text. Oh, oh, like a and group text. It is a group text, gotcha. a group text, text chain, whatever you want to call it, that it is literally the text chain, meaning that it just never stops. Yeah. And, and a lot of times uh, I find that I kind of find that maddening. Oh, uh, yeah. Ding, <laughs> ding, ding. Yes. I yeah. turn off. I love those guys. And I, they all yeah. know that I'm not I'm not usually going to reply, but they keep me in. They're, they're sweet to that. But I show my wife. I'm like, oh, dude, we got a problem. So we we see all the, the comments about the toilet paper shortage, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Then my friends start texting saying, uh, you might want to get to Kroger. You might want to get here because now they don't have any meat. Basically, and I knew this, I, we all know this, there's no shortage of product. It's just people in hysteria. However, when you're out of town, yeah. when you're what, three states, four states away, and you're driving back, you begin to think, um, is there going to be something for me to feed my family when I get back? Because I shouldn't be going out to eat. Right. And so we're a little panicked and, you know, I told her, I said, okay, we'll figure this out. We finally, sure. and I, I'm actually looking at the state of Colorado because we, we both never really paid attention to what city this was, but we pull in to get gas. My lovely bride goes, is that a grocery store? Nice. Well, it looks more like a shed that they got out of Sears. Mm. And she said, but I see people like carrying bags out. I think it may be. We go over and it literally was heaven on earth, a fully fully stacked uh, stock grocery store. Wow. We decide we are in Colorado and I'm looking at it. It's around the area of Trinidad, which is very South East Colorado. I I'm probably not hundred percent sure which city it's in that area. We decide to shop. We obviously do not look like we belong. I'm not saying that we're hoity toity, but you know, this is a small town and I, these people are all looking like who are these people? Well, when you roll in in a Lambo, then, you know, people are like, well, who's that? <laughs> well, of course, you know, but you know, that's the way we roll. Right. But um, Because there's we, no we better started... no better family trip than, than putting everybody in the <laughs> And then trying to put groceries, a complete, like, <laughs> supply of groceries in it, too. For the kind listener, um, I was kidding. Todd doesn't yes. drive a Lambo. Go ahead. A Jaguar, but not a Lambo. Right. Um, so we do our shopping. We do all this, and, and we get everything. And and a friend of mine works for a very big uh chain of restaurants that kind of is in the south and southeast whatever and he's one of their food experts so i call and said dude if i buy food now how long do i have that until i find a cooler till this gets bad he's like four hours it got to be 36 degrees if and he starts giving me all the equations that hurt my head <laughs> so we buy all this and these people are so welcoming wow so sweet the the lady you know she's like um you guys aren't from around here and we said no we're from around dallas and she's like why are you buying your groceries here? And I said, well, you know, I tell the whole story about my friends. And yeah. she said, well, I've heard about the toilet paper. And and one little girl over here, and of course, this is probably social media garbage. She's like, I heard somebody got stabbed over toilet paper. I was like, yeah, that's awful. You know, I, I don't know that I believe it, but still, that's the hysteria that's right. created. Right. That little girl takes us out to the car. Low, and it's, it, this is, I, I, this is the part of Colorado when we got out of the car, it was 29 degrees, slamming wind, starting to rain. They're expecting about six to seven inches of snow that night. It is bitterly, is getting bitterly cold. And she could not have been sweeter loading things in my car. And I said, Oh, I got to make sure I, I got to find a cooler for myself. Um, can, you know, we, with the meat, Oh, let me, let me rebag this for you in wow. the rain, in the cold. She rebags so that all my meat and all those products that might spoil, are in new bags. I'm like, you don't have to. No, no, I want you. You got, this is so important for you to get home. Sweetest, wow. cutest little girl. And then I said, yeah, I got to find a cooler. And she went, well, I want you to go right down the road and go to the big K. And I thought, what the hell is a big K? Oh, I know what the big K is. Well, literally we drive down the road and then big K <laughs> is like, you know, a big K on a sign and it's everything. Well, I walk in and I said, do you have ice chest? And he goes, you the guy from Dallas? And I was like, uh, yes. And he went, okay. They called me and told oh, me, come here, I'll show you. Really? He goes over, takes me over. He gives me, you know, one of these Arctic type uh, 
igloo type coolers that is expensive. Yeah. He said, I got this and I'll give it to you for 50% off. And I'm like, what? Whoa. He's like, yeah, man, I heard you got food. You got to take it home. I said, yeah, you don't have to do that. And he said, no, no, there's no reason here. It's 50% off. And I was like, okay. And I said, now I just got to find uh, ice. He went, okay, family dollar right down there. I'll call him, tell him you're coming. I walk in, you're the guy from Dallas. Literally it was a succession <laughs> of you're the guy from Dallas. We hear so much negativity. Right. We hear how much we all hate each other because you don't believe with me. And I believe what I believe and I don't believe what you believe. Mm-hmm. What happened that day was people stripping away and just saying, let me help you. And it was amongst the stories of my life that I'll never forget. And I don't mean that in a, a maudlin, you know, sentimental way. No, it no. was just like, yeah. wow. I, I didn't expect to spend two hours in your town shopping, doing these things. but I, I'm only remiss because I don't remember which town it was. As we drove out, you know, I even asked my wife, she's like, uh, it was, you know, 30 minutes later, she's like, uh, was it that one? Was it that one? So maybe wherever was- you are, if you're out there listening and you know that you called the big K for me, you guys are my stinking heroes. You really are. You're good people. That is, that is an inspiring story. I'm glad they took good care of it. Got two thoughts. One, a little disappointed you shopped at big K. Um, Why? well, cause big K put little K out of business. So, um, <laughs> I'll tell Shelly and she'll hate him forever. But yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. And then secondly, maybe the town was Brigadoon. Come on. Brigadoon. I know, you know, musicals. I do. But the fact that you jumped to that, I, <laughs> well, it's a mystical town that only appears every, what was it? 17 years or seven uh, years. I don't remember. Did, let me ask you this. What did they talk with an Irish accent? No, they didn't. Okay, it wasn't no. Brigadoon then. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I even my daughter when I got in the car with that that young lady that loaded the grocery, she's like, she was adorable, and I said, Aww. I know, and and physically cute kid, yeah. But it was that spirit that was just it, it was almost intoxicating. You're like, how can you be this damn sweet? Right. I'm glad I, you shared that because that's you know all the stories you read, of course. You know, in trying to produce and put together the show, you and I realized it would be impossible because headlines are changing by the minute. Right. And 99.9% of the stories are the guy that bought $17,000 worth of hand sanitizer that caught. And then I've heard stories on uh, some of the radio where, you know, there's a woman whose mother has a very serious, you know, breathing condition and she had to go buy masks. Um, well, she was trying to buy masks and they said they were out and then like something out of a, uh, some type of weird, you know, dealing movie got a kind mm-hmm. of a, psst and walked over and she said, I've got, you know, someone said, I've got a couple boxes I can sell you. I'll sell them to you for a hundred dollars. Right. It's 10 masks. It's usually, you know, 10 bucks. And, and, and that's just, that's just horrible. And he, even, um, going out every day trying to find, you know, we've got a little bit of, mm-hmm. of some reserve, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of going out every day just to, to the grocery store to kind of just get an assessment. And to me, um, I'm amazed at what's being, what's being taken and what's not toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and chicken are the things right. they're always out of plenty of canned food, which I thought it is important to hold on to because that stuff doesn't go bad. Right. Um, frozen stuff. I, I, you know, and it's just interesting and, and getting into kind of the social distancing, it's like the first couple of times where in going to the grocery store, the, the person that normally is like going really slow, or as I like to say, starring in their own movie and not aware of what's going on around them. (laughs) Yes. So true. That person is gone. Everybody knows where everybody is. Right. So it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, and then, you know, like going in to get, you know, some beer, um, those are all stocked. Uh, I find that odd because I, you know, everybody wants a little escapism. The other night, uh, Shelly wanted to have, I am not an Italian food person, but if I'm going to do it, I want a little red wine with it. And I thought, oh shit, I really hope I can. And I'd be damned if it wasn't totally stocked. (laughs) No one's panicked about it. They get what they want. You know, before we left, she and I saw one couple in the grocery store that had done the hoarding of hand sanitizers, wipes, everything. I get the paranoia. I get the fear, but we were lucky for toilet paper that we had 
Shelly is the kind of person that buys two big packages. So we're totally stocked. She, she needs to know that there are 15 rolls in each cabinet or whatever it is yeah. for, you know, that she puts in there. Right. So we were actually good, but like you, I walk in the store every night. If we need a vegetable or something, yeah. I walk in, get what I want and leave. But I always walk by that. Out. I know by the end of the day, it's going to be gone. Yeah. But I keep thinking what, what is going on right. with the supply in that there's no shortage of it being made. It's right. just how fast can they restock it mm-hmm. each day? Yeah. How much are people buying every day to obliterate that stock again? Yeah, I've seen videos where people are are buying 100 rolls at a time, just, just the, the biggest packages they can get their hands on. And I was in, when I was in Baltimore, I was re, on Reddit and um, kind of looking, and, and there were all these jokes about, you know, uh, buy a diamond ring and you get a, a roll of toilet paper free. And, and, and I, I it, it, in my small echo, echo filled chamber of a brain, I couldn't put the two together. I'm like, what is going on now? I did grow up in the mountains without running water or electricity. So, you know, toilet paper or, or pooping or whatever, you know, for me, I just had a different experience because, you know, you make do what you make do. There's other options, right. but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing the same blank as you and hand sanitizer is good. But as we explained uh, within our own, you know, four walls here, wash your hands, you know, you go, you, you go, go to the grocery store, um, you know, come back, wash your hands. Um, I tell you a uh, interesting thing. Have you ever had walking tacos? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so I had never had that. And, uh, the 12 year old and I, we cook on Tuesdays. So Mm -hmm. I asked Luke, I said, what do you want to make this week? He said, walking tacos. And I had never, I had never done it. So we went to the grocery store and and got what we needed. And, uh, walking tacos for the kind listener is basically ground beef seasoned with tacos, taco seasoning. And, uh, then you cut up your regular stuff you'd put on a taco, your your lettuce, onion, garlic, cayenne, pepper. No. But, you know, your regular cheese and whatnot. And then you take a bag, a small bag of, I did Fritos, put the beef in there, put all your trimmings, trimmings, not trimmings, all of your fixings in there. And then you close the bag and shake it and you eat it out of a bag, calling a walking taco. I am so glad you knew what it was because uh, most people I've been talking to lately. Well, they're like, do you realize what's going on? And you want to give us a food recipe right now, Jeff? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, hell, hell yeah, yeah, we do. We got to find something that goes, oh, that relieve the tension, be normal. Exactly. Yeah. Screw, screw you for not understanding. They were nice so, person. they were so good. Do you, yes. do you do Fritos or what do you do? Uh, Shelly discovered them one year because, you know, we've talked about that we go to the state fair and yeah. one of the, always the foods uh. and everything. And it was walking taco one year. And that's not going to win. That's not very inventive. Yeah. But the idea that what they use are nacho cheese Doritos. You're right. And you crumble them. It's almost like a Frito pie that, you know, chili Frito pie that you might get at a football game here in the South where it's some Fritos and some chili on it. It's the same concept, but we, because Shelly likes us, it's always been nacho cheese Doritos for us. Yes. Yes. And it was so great to see the look on Luke's face. When I was like, well, how do, what do we do? And it was his excitedness that there was something I didn't know anything about. And he was going to show me how it was done. Um, here is a other kind of radio food tip. Um, if you are going to um, do your walking taco, my suggestion is when you get your small bag of chips, crush them up a little bit. Yep. And then that'll make it easier to consume. There you go. There's Jeff's uh, walking taco tip. So here's my question for you about tacos, because I have a friend, will not name them, will not name the sex, don't even want to get down to it, that tells me, and I've got to make sure I'm not saying their correct pronoun as I use this, um, <laughs> they will not put taco seasoning on taco meat. They find it disgusting. And I'm like, but hmm. then it just becomes ground meat. Yeah. It's, it's just, just a hamburger. Beef. Right. You, do you put taco seasoning on yours? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. A, you're talking about the same thing as pizza. I've talked to, I have, I have friends that, uh, well, I won't say uh, his name, but, um, <laughs> at least you said his exactly or her there. Um, it, so I was them. talking to the other day and he, she said, 
that they didn't like pizza with stuff on it. What? So, you know, hey, let's grab a pizza. Okay, but I don't like anything on it. Oh, okay, so you want cheese. No, I don't want anything on it. I'm like, well, then it's just round bread. You're basically eating a large tortilla. You're eating <laughs> bread with some tomato stuff Right. On it. You're so, having a tomato sandwich. Absolutely, I agree with you. If you're not putting tacos seasoning, then it's walking ground beef with other stuff. Exactly. I'm sorry. That's... Which is a, another good band name we need to put. We need to create our virtual band name wall. Walking beef w- with other stuff. Yeah, walking beef. <laughs> Wow, that one, I think the record companies might and tell here's, us that we had to Here's the name. band. Here's the, here's the bit. The lead singer has a black T-shirt with white letters that say beef. The other members <laughs> <laughs> the other <laughs> members of the band have like, you know, like, who wants to be cheese tonight? Oh, I was cheese last week. Okay, you can be sour cream with that attitude. And no one wants to be chives. And so to keep the walking part, they're constantly pacing back and forth on they, the stage as they play? They perform on treadmills. <laughs> okay i love it because yeah. the okay go video with the treadmill you saw that right what have you ever seen okay go do you know who that is no okay go is this band that literally became famous because they do the trippiest videos i'll have to send one to you later uh and their first one i think it was their first one that became really viral is it it is one shot one aimed at four treadmills stacked one next to each other, parallel to the camera. And the guys do a dance routine is on, on the treadmills and they're not, they're, they're rock musicians. They're not dancing, but they literally have choreographed this and timed it out where they're just like, you're watching, you're thinking, Oh my God, these guys have gone on and made videos that will just astound you where they, they're constantly trying to top. Oh, what can we do? They've done Rube Goldberg device things that are huge. Oh, that's it. Oh, yeah, this is, I've seen this. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, those guys have done If you, if, hey, here's, here's Todd's first tip for you. If you're trying to find something to let the time pass, go look up OK Go on there you YouTube. Go. I promise you will be sucked into about probably an hour of your life watching these guys be inventive because they they've done things where they drive cars that have little rods on them that are hitting things that make part of the music um they've done something where it had umbrellas that is just you you will be astonished watching these they're so incredibly creative but you know if we're going to do um if we're going to do the treadmill thing we might want to clear it with okay go i think they kind of have it tapped out a little bit we'll just put uh walking beef with other fixins okay go there and you then, go. Yeah, we'll give them a, a and, little nod there. Isn't it an OK Go tribute band? There you go. Boom. Done. See how we work together? <laughs> that is teamwork. <laughs> um, but since we're kind of looking at um, and kind of getting into some of the pop culture stuff, uh, mm-hmm. first I'd like to start out a little bit just talking about how it's changed. And then, of course, we can get into our recommendations uh, for the kind listener as far as what, what I've been doing and, and what you've been doing. Okay. Very shocked with, with, well, I shouldn't say shocked, but, um, you know, movie theaters now closing. There's a number of big films that were set to be, um, released. Um, I've heard solutions as far as, uh, some services just putting them online. Ben Affleck's new movie, uh, basketball dude, drinking <laughs> basketball dude. Um, drinking basketball dude. That's who, that's who opens for. <laughs> walking ground beef yes whatever okay go it's called the way back and it's going to be released um uh well it says ben affleck's new movie the way back releasing early on home video we're still using the word home video well yeah that it's that's it's called home video video on demand but you're seeing a ton of that uh friend of the podcast and other uh minute of the apes podcaster sean keeps asking me to go see some vin diesel movie that's based on oh yeah some graphic novel that he likes that was you know i had texted him and i'm like um hey we don't got to go anymore you can watch it now because they you know they immediately said hey it's already been in the theaters let's get it out there right probably a pretty smart move you also saw the uh, star wars film land early on home video oh the uh, the ninth the the, yeah the rise of Skywalker. One of uh, and, um, just for the kind of listener, that's one of Todd's favorite films of all time. 
which I which I watched, and I swear this first fifteen minutes is still the stupidest movie I've ever seen in my life. Um, the rest of it is a lot of fan service, and you're like, hey, look, there's a yeah, like oh, look, by an the Ewok. end of it, you, it's it's like eating like I said, it's like eating a big Big Mac. It tastes really good, then it gets your gut. It just hurts. <laughs> um, but you know that that dropped early. from for home release and i think that you're i think it's a pretty smart move by all these companies because people want something consumed they want something to pass these hours so if you're you know if you're looking for things go go look out there you're going to see a lot of movies that were either in theaters coming to theaters that they think their moment has passed they're going to continue to drop early we're going to see more and more of that and 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 i'm i'm glad because it it there have been so many examples. I was reading a story earlier this morning that there's, a, I guess, some politicians that sold a bunch of stock right before the mm-hmm. coronavirus. So we've just got example of example of um, companies, individuals being greedy in this time. Um, I'm glad to see that there are some 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 good heads out there that are are saying, you know, let's let's see what we can do for the public. We'll release this. Um, right. I know that Microsoft Teams and and some other uh, software like that are doing some special things for people so they can do kind of like what you and I are doing right now and communicate and talk. Um, one of them that kind of made me go, mm, and it was a saddened me a little bit is I don't know if you saw the story this morning from GameStop. Mm-hmm. No, I did that. They are remaining open because they consider themselves a um, necessity when it comes to modern day, whatever they consider themselves as important as vitamin C. Um, now kind listeners and and those new listeners, uh, everybody should know that I am a huge gamer. Uh, I love, love me, my video games. And so, you know, gamer Jeff was like, cool. But then I'm at the same time, I'm like those poor people that are working those shifts need to go home and, 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 you know, not worry about it. There isn't a title that you can can't buy digitally online right now. So unless you're going in to buy a, a, uh, shitty, oh, see, I pushed the button <laughs> and I said it anyway. Oh, there's just first rule. There we go. I love Welcome it. to the other kind radio. Um, and buy yourself a, a, a star Wars t-shirt and a box of whatever. There's no need to go there. Um, so I kind of yeah, disagree but- with that. Well, I disagree with it too, and and I think you can read the writing on the wall that things like GameStop are, regardless of the coronavirus thing that we're dealing with, they're not long for this world. Ah. That, the relevance of something like that, which is physical media, does not need to exist anymore. I, I have not purchased a disc of a game in yeah. a year and a half, two years. Yeah, um, I don't. I now the only um, movies that I buy on disc anymore are Criterion Collection only because, you know, they the Criterion stuff online does not always offer all the bells and whistles. And if you, if you aren't familiar with those, that is if you are a movie nut, Criterion Collection is essential. They restore the films. They do all this analysis. You can just it is it is a film class in a, in a, in a little package. That is the only thing I buy anymore. So when you look at something like GameStop, yeah, why do you exist? Because more and more people are going to do this. And I, I, I really do think, why is that decision made? Because they realize if they shut their doors, they're done. Yeah. And let's be completely honest with the kind listener. The only reason why you buy Criterion movies is because when you open the box, it goes, oh. It is like a little bit of heaven washing <laughs> over my body. <laughs> Which you can all close your eyes and visualize that right now. Just Go. a little bit. Just a little bit. Not too much. Uh, I, I, I didn't really mean to bring us into that. Right. So sorry about that. <laughs> um, all right. So what are some, there's been a ton of shows and, and games and stuff that's come out. So let's, let's go ahead and talk about, um, I'll throw the first one out there. Have you started watching devs? No, hang on. while Todd looks up devs. Why don't I know about devs? So, uh, it's a show that my father and I are enjoying watching, uh, together, but socially right. separate. Um, the, the big name involved with it. And I'm sure when you pull up IMDb, you're like, Oh yeah, this makes perfect sense. Cause you've got, you get, you've got the, uh, 
you've got the brain that's got all the data in it. But basically, the main actor in it is uh, Nick Offerman from uh-huh. Parks and Recreation. And the basics, uh, this is available on uh, Hulu. Cy- yeah, Hulu. Thank you. I don't know. Do I have a Hulu drop? Let me look here real quick. Da, da, da. That's my new Hulu drop. That's, I'm going to grab that and use it. Um, so basically, it's a story. I should just read it. A computer engineer investigates the secretive development division of, of her company, which she believes is behind the disappearance of her boyfriend. And Nick Offerman basically plays the the Bill Gates, the uh, who's the guy that runs space company. Yeah, who who's Tesla? Um, who's the guy behind Tesla? Uh, Elon Musk. Yeah. So that kind of persona. This is just a giant. Uh, computer company or corporations doing all kinds of stuff. And I think you'd really like it, Todd. Uh, it's well-written. The acting and pacing is good. Uh, I'm enjoying that. It is uh, one of the shows on Hulu that is released on a weekly basis. So mm-hmm. you will have, I think, about four episodes to binge. Okay. But definitely worth uh, taking time, and I recommend it to the kind listener. If you If you like kind of uh it's i guess it's listed under a mystery sci-fi drama um mm-hmm. check this out devs on hulu that means i'm gonna have to turn my hulu account back on which you know that whole thing where so many people will have an account you you watch everything you can you shut it off it's pretty smart here, i I'll, have a feeling that you're gonna you see that. It. yeah yeah there we go all right i just turned on your hulu account oh thank you <laughs> Um, I'd shut mine off just because I didn't have anything to watch and I kept yeah. feeling, feeling like, why am I doing that? But that, that sounds pretty interesting. I might check it out. Yeah. It, it maybe, you know, put it in the, in the realm of when you run out of stuff, depending upon how long all of this is going on. What's something that, uh, you're watching now that you're enjoying? Well, I, I, while on that Colorado trip saw on social media that, one of the favorite characters from Breaking Bad had shown up on Better Call Saul. And I went, wait, what? How's it how's it shown up on Better Call Saul? And then I realized that it was already like three episodes into the <gasps> season. I thought, holy crap. So Better Call Saul is out there. And I think we're about five episodes in, and it is it's just a stunning show. So if you're you know, if oh you've not God. caught up yet, huh? You didn't know either. No. <laughs> yeah, it's out there. And and this season's been great i was trying my one wife still refuses to watch breaking bad just because she thinks i don't want to give in to what everybody else says still such a great show and this show just makes breaking bad even better it is just yeah these guys are they're killing it so i i've been blazing through that as best i can you can find it on the amc app you can find it on demand it's all out there i was just gonna ask that I'm pretty sure. Aren't they making this the last season of this? I think so. I'm going to look that up and confirm it. And I mean, while you're doing that, I just want to remind the kind listener, we here at the other kind radio are all over pop culture, like mayonnaise on a peanut butter jelly sandwich. I can't believe I didn't know that was out. Shame on me. Boo. I don't have booze. Oh, I have you some booze, get them. but I don't, <laughs> I don't have, wow. I don't have booze. I don't have well, I might be. Never mind. I'm not going to touch that. I'm looking for a sounder to play. Let's just go with. All right. I let everybody uh, they, know. They're renewed for one more season. So this is the next to last season. Well, normally I would. My uh, too many seasons itch would would start needing a scratch. But yep. boy, they are, they're doing a great job. I'm saying that as I haven't seen an episode of the latest. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I was telling Shelly, I was like, here's the crazy thing about this is even the duality. If you're watching Breaking Bad where you've got Walter and I forget his wife's name, but they've got that cross section where <clears throat> they're both fighting for the family in the middle of it, but they're going yeah. they cross each other going opposite ways. You've got Kim and uh, Jimmy the two main characters lovers that you begin to see are almost doing the exact same thing, but over the law. And I I told her, I'm like, how you are so present of mind to go. That was the core of that show. This is the core of the show. Here's how we do it. It, 
I, I'm just floored by it. It's come to the point. I was never, I liked Bob Odenkirk before. I liked him when he was yeah. in the show. Now yeah. I love Bob Odenkirk. He's a cool dude. Yeah. And, and I really like the fact that, um, you know, after Breaking Bad, I mean, you, you know what happens to, to Saul. Right. You know, you know that character because you're seeing the result of this, of Better Call Saul in Breaking Bad. So what an, what an amazing challenge and an executed way of, of telling the backstory, which right. 99% in movies and television is like, you know, the Hulk. What was his name? Dr. Banner? How did, how did <laughs> yes, Dr. They, Banner? Bruce Banner. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Banner. Banner. You know, he's still ripping off the, the boss. Um, I think his original name was, was, was uh, Cleef Clifford Banner. <laughs> Uh, and then he bought By his first way, Bruce Brady. That was the rabbit hole opening. Jeff has gone. He is down. Here he goes. Go uh, ahead, Jeff. But normally it's done in like three seconds where he, you know, hurts himself in the lab and then he becomes the right. Hulk. And it's done literally in three sentences. And for them right. to, to, to do this, what are we in our fourth or fifth season? We're in the fifth. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, what I love and I loved from the very beginning of it was they use what appear to be flashbacks. Yes. Flash the, forward. They backs. almost be become flash forward. Yes, exactly. As we see something, it's always a, kind of in a black and white thing. He's working at a Cinnabon and you're like, you don't know where the story is of what it is. And, and, and it becomes this weird dovetailing to breaking bad yet forging its own path that also then is laying the groundwork for what not, not the necessarily the events, but you begin to go, Oh, that's kind of why that character behaves that way. Right. And and what they get, and I I am not going to make this a George Lucas doesn't understand how to back tell a story. <laughs> but what he didn't get was that you need to know. Anytime you write a story, you must know what happens in the world around it and what happens before it so that you can tell it here. You yeah. have to know. You, you can't tell Star Wars if you don't know that Luke Skywalker wants to be off that planet badly. You have, to, And why does he want it? Where did he come from? All those things you lay out. If you're going to then tell the story before that, you have to invent a world where it creates the people within yeah. it. And that his prequels didn't do that. They were simply the people. Right. Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, I don't, Jeff, I really don't know from a pop culture standpoint if we've ever seen something where they've so beautifully yeah. taken something and said, let's dial back. Now let's go over here. And a big, big tip of the cap. Cause I am wearing a ball cap today. I am physically sure. tipping the cap to the producers, writers, creators, all that team. for putting those scenes in black and white. My brain can only handle so much. I'm only so smart. And so I think it's just such a beautiful way of setting the tone. And it's usually done at the beginning of the show. So you kind of know you're doing a flash forward back sideways thing and to shoot it in black and white, not only to me looks beautiful, but it does right. give me that immediate sense of, Oh, right. This is okay. I'm right with you, which is important. Which we both watched, uh, shit. Oh, pardon me. I just cussed it with the Witcher. We watched that. And yes. I think you <laughs> give me a post beep, right? Right. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and and we both yes. said, wow, compelling characters, things like that. But I can't tell where the story is. Right. The the weird thing is, is that with that black and white of Better Call Saul, you're immediately you immediately think I'm watching something that's past. It's yeah. like when a camera goes, don't know what's happening. Right. Could you clean your lens? By I'm, the way? <laughs> I'm trying to fix it right now. Yeah. Hey. Um. It, but it it is you immediately think black and white or sepia tone. Oh, I'm watching something in the past. But the yeah. weird thing is the black and white means I'm probably watching the present. Right. And that's a smart choice that already sets us off. We, we also know that's the present. Then why am I going over here? Because I know the middle. So they're actually creating the bookends of the breaking bad saga. Yes. And I'm sorry that my camera has gone out of focus. Um, I'm sure it, is helping you with your eyesight a little bit. Um, Here, hang on, I'm going to move my glasses. Oh, that's we go. so much better. I look so much like George Clooney right now. It's scary. Um, Hi, George. Another show that uh, uh, we watched that's available on Netflix is 100 People. Have you have you seen, heard, do you know anything about it? 
Man, you keep coming up with things I don't know, Jeff. Well, no, please tell me. Um, so uh, the, the I like how there's the uh, you can see that real easy. But if you want, hey, I'm back. Um, 100 people on Netflix. It's basically 100 people that are only identified by numbers, and then it's just it's a sociology experience uh, experiment. So they'll do things about fear or phobias or different um, different just a, in a controlled group different experiences. Uh, one of them, uh, experiments, sorry, I keep saying experiences. Uh, one of the experiments that they do is they blindfold a couple of the 100 people and they put them in a room filled with old people over their sixties. And then they have them, they blindfold them, have them smell the air. And then they take them into a different room with young people that are obviously not talking or, you know, they're just there have them smell and then try to differentiate which room has the old people in it, which people, uh, which room has the young people in it. So just to clear up to, I think, is it called 100 humans? Yes. <laughs> I spent the past however long you talked searching 100 people and it just, I got some weird stuff. <laughs> it's 100 humans. For those of you that would actually like to check out what Jeff's talking about. Yeah. Just helping him out. Rule number one of podcasting. Make sure you have the right names used when when uh, referencing a show. 100 humans, sorry. And, and rule number two, make sure you have Todd yes. endlessly searching behind the scenes to clear up your confusion. Yes, prod, uh, practice safe podcasting and always have backup. Have somebody on the show actually be smart and have a brain. Uh, so 100 humans, uh, episodes I think are right around 30 minutes long. Um, it's the same, again, 100 people, 100 humans. And I'm trying to think of another one that I really liked that they did. Um, they did a experiment where they took um, a select group of those humans and brought them into a room where they had some actors like around all this kind of technology. And they told them, this is going to test your ability to handle pain. And what, when the people walk in, they have one of the actors that's not one of the humans like they're uh, uh, they're adjusting the sensitivity or the pain threshold of the laser, which is a laser pointer. And so you see a little bit and like, oh, that's too much. Or can you back it down a little bit? So it sets the ambiance of the subject coming in. One of the humans, she just like belts. She belts. She just bolts. She's like, I'm not even going to do it. I'm out. But then the other ones, they would go in and say, okay, and they turn on the laser pointer, which did not give him any pain, but it was the whole idea behind, can you create pain just from, you know, leading somebody into a situation where they think it's going to hurt. So once they get done with that, they're like, what about if it made you feel good? And they did the exact same thing with, with a different group and said, well, we're going to turn on the laser now. And then you should be feeling, you know, relaxed. You should be feeling, um, you know, euphoric. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And then they show the results. So were people that were set up in a position to feel pain, actually feeling pain? Were the people that were told they would be feeling relaxed and, you know, rested? Did they, wh which, which control group reacted, you know, more so? So if you're kind of a geek like me, and I, I would recommend, actually, I've never made any recommendations uh, for Todd's family, it might be kind of a fun family thing to watch okay. because you are kind of there watching it. So you, you know, you make your own predictions of what you think is going to happen. And they're, they're short. Um, you almost become kind of part of the experiment right. or, you know, watching. Yeah. That, that's interesting. I, I, I constantly look for things that I can get my wife not to go. No, <laughs> but that she might actually watch that. Yeah. Tell her, tell her it's got Jeff's seal of approval and that oh, will oh, definitely whoa, whoa, whoa. have her say no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> if I ever say, you know, Jeff and I, I don't care. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. well thank you. I love you too. Yeah. Oh, um, so that's 100 humans on Netflix. Make sure you check it out. It's a little geeky, but, uh, worth checking out. Um, do you have any other shows or movies you watched recently? You know, one of the things that I kind of got down the path of, and I will do this very often, is if I stumble on a movie, mm. I think, oh, kind of meant to watch that. 
and I start to watch it and then I become a little interested in it. And then I go, Oh wait, who directed that? Well, I had that experience oh. with a movie called prisoners with Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> oh, four year old brain. Shut up. No, I haven't. Please tell us more. No, tell me what no. do you, what, what is your opinion of that movie? No, no, I haven't seen it. I was just okay. making fun of Jackman and anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I get it now. Sorry. It took me a while. Um, that's a movie that it's currently sitting at 8.1 stars on IMDb. Mm. The description being when Keller Dover's daughter and her friend go missing, he takes matters into his own hands as the police pursue multiple leads and the pressure mounts. Prisoners. Yes. Not usually if I read that, not something I go, yeah, I, hey, I like true crime. I, I, I do like movies where people are put in situations where they're, they're, fear overtakes them and they do things that are usually beyond the person are i find that interesting um but i'm watching it and i i, I find hugh jackman and Jillian hall very compelling actors yes it's got a few other people in it that i like i'm gonna scroll and see if i can think of their names now Jill- that i'm not viola davis uh, Mar- oh. Mar- maribello terrence howard paul dano a lot of people and I, as i'm watching i'm like wow this is actually pretty good and i thought i'm not staying up I'm going to record it. Now, I did not uh, finish it. I did mm. not finish it yet. But I this is how much I this is where my what will happen with me when I'm stuck. I then go, "Oh, that's kind of an interesting staging of the scene, meaning, you know, a lot of times what you do with the camera and the placement of it, how you put the actors really says something. Mm. The camera was literally they're in a living room and it literally is just set up flat. And all this incredible drama is happening. And I thought that is one brave director to set a camera flat and not be cutting in to push the pulse of the scene. I thought, who directed this? And I went over and there's a man named Denny, Vill- Denny Villeneuve. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you know what he directed? Um, 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 no, I don't. Well, you'll, I think you've seen a couple of his movies. One little bitty movie called Blade Runner 2049. Mm, that's about chefs, right? Yes, that's exactly okay. where they actually bl- run with the blades. But d- anyway, he also directed Arrival, Sicario. And I start thinking, ah. oh, this is that guy that I actually think is fascinating. Yeah. Because he makes a movie like Arrival, which is one of the quietest science mm-hmm. fiction films I've ever seen. And just, I could, I got that movie. I could not look away from. Hmm. He's also making the new Dune films. So that will happen to me where I, I watch something and I think that's him. And, and you want to watch something that, I mean, you want to do something that if you're a film nut like me, that will just enthrall you is that is then try to, I don't care where you start in their, their filmology. You actually it's filmography easy Todd uh their filmography start at the beginning start in the middle start at the end I don't care hop yeah. around and you begin to see you really do begin to see how a director will have the same beats the same things that they're trying to explore and a, a really good Scorsese even this guy yeah you know those kind of people have things that they're dealing with just like a painter will often paint the same things and that's what, when I finally gave in, I thought, okay, I'm not staying up on a record it. Right. I started watching it, trying to be of mind of those two films that I love of his. And you see it, you see these things, these interactions where people are pushed beyond their limits. Apparently right. it's something very important to him. So that's kind of where I went. Um, you know, yeah. it, if, if you also, I'd mentioned Jeff in these weird times, there are tons of movies out there. If you, you know, just like zombie apocalypses became big. I have a feeling we're about to see a flood of movies about viruses. Yes. And there's Steven Soderbergh's contagion from, I think it's 2011 ish. Right. Um, that had Matt Damon or not. It's a fascinating film whenever, cause what it kind of does is not only do they track it down, but by the end of it, you, you find out exactly why we're being locked up right now, because the smallest of little innocent things can be what, sets it off i also for men of the apes had somebody reach out to me recently said would you guys consider skipping right for right now the the last two films of the classic trilogy tim burton's film and jump to the first of the new because it becomes about a uh, simian virus that's that's created yeah 
And I, th- I said, well, you know, I'm very compelled by that. We're kind of betrothed into this idea of what we're doing. Right. But so if you want to see a good movie, uh, I would even say the first two of those. Um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Go watch those. They really, those are really well done. Very meticulous kind of just little things happen and that's how it blossoms out. So there's a lot of, there are a lot of movies out there. There are a lot of fun movies. Hey, you know, Cats is about to come out next week and I can't wait to see how bad it is. Um, I was, I keep checking VOD almost every day. Have they released it early? Cause I want to see it. I was, I was going to add on to your, um, your journey of going through the director's films and you know, often when you go into a department store and you're going to try and find a new cologne, they'll have coffee beans. So you smell a cologne, right? Kind of like watching a film. Yeah. Smell coffee beans resets the palate. And the only thing I would add into your experiment or or what you were saying you should do is watch one of those uh, those films. Um, watch one of those films that, of a director that you're following. Then go watch any scene from Phantom Menace. That's your that's your clout. Ugh. that's your palate cleanser <laughs> reset the base and then move on to their next movie the second thing i was going to say is one thing that happened while we were uh away is did you notice that um netflix now has their top 10 so if i'm you, sorry i i'm dealing with work all of a sudden gotcha. so i did netflix has their top 10 so basically on netflix if you go and look on there it'll say top 10 in the u.s today so all American love is blind Spencer confidential, mm-hmm. which is a, not that great of a movie, but okay. With Marky Mark and the funky bunch boss baby on my block, but uh, 100 humans is on there. Um, right. But w- when this and number 10 is pandemic, when this whole COVID-19 came out, all of those movies that you're talking about that the contagion and everything else were in the top 10, which was interesting because that meant that, you know, uh, America, or at least in the U S the most popular films was uh contagion. And then the one with the monkeys with uh, not Samuel Jackson, um, but the other guy where they were trying to find the, the monkey cure virus. What? Um, the monkey cure virus I, here. I just mentioned playing the apes with the simian flu. It's got uh, who's the guy from seven, not uh, Brad Pitt, but um, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. It's got Morgan Freeman in it. All right. Well, that narrows it down to about 8,000 films. Outbreak. Outbreak. Oh, didn't yeah. that also have Dustin Hoffman in it? Sure. I think he plays one of the germs. I think he's That's one of the horrible. monkeys. <laughs> All right. So we've we've taken up the kind listener's uh, ear for about an hour. Um, any, I'm just going to turn over Todd for any final thoughts or uh, ideas what you can do, and then I'll give mine, and we'll go ahead and close it out. Yeah, the only thing I want to say to every kind listener and to my kind friend on the other end is I, I know there's a lot of paranoia. I know there's a lot of fear, but be safe. Wash your hands. Don't go out if you don't have to. Right. You keep seeing these stories of spring breakers. I, there was an actress that I saw a story about this morning who's refusing to back down from doing things, which I'm like, guys, I I get it. I don't want to hear about your paranoia that this is somehow martial law. This is not what this is. This right. is simply being smart. So that's all I ask of everybody. If you need to know what to watch, hit me on Twitter. I'll, I'll do what I can to tell people what to watch. I'm happy to say what to watch. There are things to do to entertain yourself. Go clean your garage. You've been putting off cleaning your garage <laughs> for years. Go clean it. Do something. Be with your family, but be safe. Such a responsible response. And what is your Twitter handle there for the kind listener? I believe that would be at Todd Hartzell. Nice. All right. Uh, for me, um, I'm doing a couple things. Everything I said, everything Todd said, I back hundred uh, percent. I am not getting a haircut and I'm going to just let my beard grow during this whole thing. And I haven't shaved or touched anything up. You can't see it on the camera, Todd, but I'm beginning to grow a cheek beard, uh, hair that goes pretty much all the way up to your cheek. Uh, so cheek beard, I got that going on for me. Another great band name. Um, I actually really like that one. I didn't, we really didn't get into games. I might do, I might do a little small podcast here talking about video games. Cause we had some huge titles drop. We had the new call of duty, uh, war which is their battle Royale, which is competing head to head with Fortnite. Uh, also doom, uh, eternal drops today, which uh, I'm hearing good things about. So I, I might do that, throw that together. Um, but my message to the kind listeners, the same thing as Todd, be safe. Um, things will be better. Um, 
try and watch some for every uh contagion movie try and watch two or three funny movies or or uh something that isn't related to that i think i think especially with the amount of media that we have at our fingertips these days you really can just like music set the tone uh of things for yourself and so try to pick out some good along with the serious and um you know mix up a little uh, step brothers in there while you're watching stuff to kind of keep it light um on hey, that, you know that makes me think of I, i'm going to tell yeah. everybody right now let me find this uh the long shot did you see that with charlie Theron and what's yes. his name that's actually a funny movie you mean knocked up part two yeah it is <laughs> but it is good but i it was one of those last night yeah. after working all day that was just on hbo and i thought hey, i'll watch a little bit she's really pretty yeah and i'll be damned <laughs> if i didn't laugh so hey just what jeff said yeah. there are funny things out there and by the way jeff i'm gonna warn you you're gonna be told to shave that beard soon you're i know that that's one of the ways it's bad <gasps> oh is it really yeah I, oh, if no. you look at me i actually usually have more yeah um i shaved it off because i read and they said hey you might want to start considering it's more about those guys that have those really long beards because oh. and i can stay in it but they're going to start telling men to shave their facial hair altogether. i guarantee you well this is all spirit gum and and fake oh, hair bro. anyway yeah I'm, i couldn't grow a beard if i tried so you look pretty well that on that on that note thank you todd stay safe you think we'll be able to do this again in a week I think so. And by the way, the number 81 is the number of provinces in Turkey. Oh, thank you. Yes, I didn't even drop into that. All right, kind listener. Uh, like Todd said, reach out to us on uh, social media. Uh, our email address, if you want to email us, is info at theotherkindradio.com. Beaker, I have not forgotten your email. We're going to talk about that next week. Um, everybody stay safe. Be good. We are The Other Kind Radio. The other kind of radio. Radio. The other kind of radio.